Loading transmission. I believe that gaming abides in the player. That means regardless of your skin color, race, religion, country of origin, sexual identity, gender of choice, or even your favorite flavor of ice cream, if you pick up a controller to play, you belong in the worlds of gaming. Welcome to the transmission. I'm the dude, and today I'll be covering the Game Awards for 2020. It's that time again, and I've been slacking. The Game Awards are right around the corner, and as a big fan of Jeff Keighley's show, I love using it as a night to reflect on the past year of gaming. You have games like Doom Eternal, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, The Last of Us Part II, and even surprises like Animal Crossing and Hades made it to the big dance for Game of the Year. We'll get to my thoughts on what game will win that one, but first, let me throw some other wild predictions your way. These are my 10 wild predictions of the 2020 Game Awards. Number 10, a Metal Gear Solid remake by Bluepoint Studios, set for 2023. Let's just start with the tinfoil hats, shall we? I've been a little adamant about this happening so much that I honestly thought we were going to get it instead of Demon Souls as a launch title. But I have a small platform to yell this from now, so I'm pushing it yet again. Metal Gear Solid needs to be remastered. It's been 23 years, and it's time MGS doesn't look like the worst version of a pocket stick. Solid Snake is an icon, and I can't even tell what is happening with his face. Now generally, I'm not one to shout for better graphics, but if we're giving the remakes to games like Demon's Souls and Final Fantasy VII and Shadow of the Colossus, I think it's high time we gave one to Metal Gear Solid as well. The game made video games art, but we'll talk about that next week. Number 9. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Wins Best Fighting Game Look, I have nothing against a fighting game re-releasing with updated rosters, move lists, and mechanics, but I am completely against a game as old as Street Fighter V being nominated for a game award for the third time because it's been re-released again. This category should just be given to Granblue considering it's the only real fighting game that was released this year. Now I've got nothing against the One Punch Man game, but it's only been nominated because they didn't remake Marvel 2 for its 20th anniversary, and honestly that's the injustice. Fighting games based off anime are fine, come at me and Clash Ninja 2 nerd, but they aren't real fighting games. They aren't balanced for that purpose. They are a tool for fan service so an audience can make their favorite characters fight whenever they want to see it. Number 8. Anamanaguchi's Performance Scott Pilgrim vs. The World's Shadow Drops Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is my favorite movie ever made. It's perfect from start to finish. Edgar Wright is a genius and you should all respect that man. Ten years ago I was a poor, jobless dropout with no income so when the movie The Game first released I never picked it up. For 10 long years, I've been screaming the problems of digital games, how they don't actually belong to us, and at any moment, companies can render us the game we spend our hard-earned money on useless. Regardless, Scott Pilgrim is coming back. So Ubisoft told us in September. They've been radio silent for three months to the day of the Game Awards, and I think that's because of two special things coming for the show. First, a musical performance by Anamanaguchi, the composer of the soundtrack to this amazing game. And then, immediately following his set, drops another trailer. Here's all the cool stuff you can do in Scott Pilgrim, and oh yeah, by the way, the game is releasing right now. How awesome would that be? Now the only thing sweeter would be Michael Sarah and Mary Elizabeth Winstead could come out of a door in full movie attire and announce the winner for best indie. That would just be icing on the cake. Number 7. Final Fantasy VII Wins Best Score in Music 
Final Fantasy VII Classic is still one of my five favorite games ever made, so the remake was an instant buy for me. Despite its flaws at the end, it was a very enjoyable experience that I will play on stream at some point for review. I don't think it'll win Game of the Year, more on that later, but I do think it deserves this award. Maybe it's my nostalgia talking to me, but Nobuo Uematsu's original soundtrack made modern with a full orchestra is a match made in heaven. Aeris theme will always make me tear up. For those who fight further will always amp me up for a fight. And how can you go wrong with one winged angel? This soundtrack is among the best of all Final Fantasy, and I believe should win best score in music for that reason alone. Also, hip hop to Chocobo. But what would be really cool is... Number 6, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 Teaser Trailer, set for 2023. It's time. We waited five years for the groundwork to be laid out, and now it's time to put the pedal to the metal. Continue the story. A small teaser. Cloud's voice. My story? Quick flash of the Nibelheim incident. Sephiroth murders a dragon. The town is on fire. Genova's face. Young Cloud reaching out for Tifa. That iconic scene of Seth walking away through the flames. And then a silence. Are you sure that's what happened? The voice of Tifa breaks through. Title. Final Fantasy VII Part II, 2023, PS5. The thought gives me fucking goosebumps. Please don't disappoint me, Square. Please. Number 5. Fall Guys wins best multiplayer. I've been in love with Fall Guys since its announcement back at E3 2019, and it was probably my second most anticipated game of 2020 behind Final Fantasy VII, of course. I don't get why everyone is calling it a dead game, though. It's been consistently fun as the non-Battle Royale player's Battle Royale, and it's only gotten better with anti-cheat, Big Edis, and all the awesome crossover skins that are still to come. Season 3 Winter is Coming looks dope, and I'm excited to jump back in. I think it should win Best Multiplayer because it has the best experience for playing online by yourself and with friends. Call of Duty and Valorant acceptably aren't my traditional cups of tea and frustrate me. Animal Crossing is fun, but my god the multiplayer needs work, and Among Us is only real fun with certain parameters. Playing the game solo with a bunch of randos loses its luster from the fact that the first color to be called out in a beating gets yeeted. Ironically, that's the same problem Werewolf and Mafia have too. It's only really fun to play in a group of your closest friends and family, thus leaving Fall Guys as the right choice. Who doesn't want to be on a game show? I swear to god, Microsoft, please announce 1 vs 100 again, that game was dope AF. Number 4. A new challenger approaches, Smash Bros. Ultimate, Kazuma Kiryu. Like Fall Guys, Super Smash Bros. has hype behind every character announcement for the game. Two years ago, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate launched right after the Game Awards with the announcement that the first real DLC character was going to be Joker from Persona 5, the hypest of the announcements. We've also had the likes of Terry Bogart of Fatal Fury, Banjo-Kazooie, Minecraft Steve, and... <sighs> Min Min from ARMS. We were snubbed out of an announcement last year, which makes me think that we're going to get a big one this year. And there's only a small handful of characters that could realistically make me jump out of my chair. Dante of Devil May Cry fame, Sephiroth, Doom Guy, but on the top of that list, and my prediction, is Kazuma Kiryu of Yakuza. The best part of this is he wouldn't be phased about walking into the world of Smash, and his over-the-top actions would be awesome. Imagine him having his different stances and a plethora of moves, and I need to see what Kirby looks like eating him. Number 3, Yakuza Like a Dragon wins Best RPG. 
The role-playing game category this year is rather stacked in my opinion. You have Genshin Impact blowing up in popularity with continual support and content, Final Fantasy VII Remake being better than it ever should have been for being Sora in disguise reliving Cloud's life, Persona 5 Royale being an equally great game than its parent game, and even growing fan base making it a contender, Wasteland 3. And my choice for the win, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I haven't gotten to play this game yet, coming in the mail, but I know it's been getting a ton of praise from everyone I see talk about it. Yakuza has always been the standard for how to make a small world look huge, and I believe Yakuza will slip through the crack and win Best RPG. Number 2. Bloodborne 2 trailer, set for 2021. It's really interesting to think about this one. I first caught wind of this idea from Maximilian. Shoutouts, by the way, to the man who not only got me into fighting games, but also production to begin with, with his Assist Me series. Before one of his streams this year, he tweeted out something he noticed while setting up. There's a stream category for Bloodborne 2 curious because we know nothing of a sequel in the work. There's been no announcement, there's been no peep from From Software, but there's a stream category. I can't get over this and it leads me to believe that a trailer will drop for 2021. And I know, I know, Elden Ring is supposed to be coming, but who's to say they couldn't be working on it for holiday next year? Imagine God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Bloodborne 2 all as sequels next year. Number 1. Hades wins Game of the Year. Indie games, year after year, are my favorite games. Hades is near perfect, and it deserves to win Game of the Year over the other nominations. Final Fantasy VII was great, but had a few. Uh, Final Fantasy VII was great, but had a few key flaws in it. Ghost of Tsushima is fantastic and visually striking, but falls short to me, feeling like just another Assassin's Creed title we always wanted. I heard great things about Doom, but I don't think it'll win. Animal Crossing was the game we all needed for 2020, but I don't think it's a technical masterpiece that defined the year. There's a lot of things still missing from older Animal Crossings, and the online is abysmal. Which of course leads me to The Last of Us Part 2, a game I have some beef with. It's a game that shouldn't have existed. The story of the second actually hurts the pureness of the first in my opinion. The Last of Us was a perfect game, and it was tainted for the opportunity to tail a tale of the destructive circle of violence and how it needs to be broken. But it wasn't told well from my outside looking in perspective, as I've yet to play this game because I was not yet at a price that I could stomach paying for it. I've watched many viewpoints and seen many playthroughs of it. I understand this game well enough to make this judgment, I believe, and I plan to go through it myself, but with outdated mechanics and a story told so poorly you could hardly believe it was The Last of Us, I don't want to see it win. Hades has a satisfactory gameplay loop that never gets old, a story that shows rather than tells. Great music, great aesthetics, a great voice cast, and cost a third of the price of a PS5 game. It's time for an indie to win. They consistently have the best games every year, and they get pushed aside for some reason by the mainstream audience, and it kills me inside. Those are my predictions for the Game Awards. Please subscribe to the transmission for more lists, opinions, and reviews. Join me live this Thursday, December 10th, 2020 for the Game Awards live stream with friends. We're playing a drinking game and I'll be hammered. Come stop by twitch.tv forward slash yo dude. Expect a new podcast every Sunday and I'll see you when I see you.